How you feeling? Um, you know, stuff. Good. Do you feel confident? Do you feel anything? Uh, I don't know what I feel. I'm just spaced out, walking around, trying to make sure that I'm not doing nothing. But I have no idea if people are going to show up. I hope so. Yeah. Can you describe what is going on right now? Well, we've got uh, Mike Check with Handmade. And I've got uh, Kokodama is just hanging out. And Arlene's here putting up pictures. And yeah, I, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Why did you choose an oyster bar? Oh, well, I have a relationship here with the owners. They're, uh, um, I do all the event photography here, and they're just like an incredible staff. And uh, I was caught because I didn't have anywhere to go. And then I asked them, and they said yes, and we're here. It's pretty sweet.
Is it recording already? It is recording I already, yes. Hello? Hi, Emerson. Hi, Emerson. <laughs> okay, so let's record a podcast. We are here at Rodney's Oyster House. We are... Oh. oh, hi, Emerson. Yeah, so we just launched issue two. And for the first time Hello? on this podcast, Kyle, you get a mic. I know, it's going to be exciting. And what? so does Emerson. Yeah. Yeah. We don't really have a formal format, so maybe what we'll do is we'll ask some of the artists to uh, come up here and chat with us. Um, who should we start with? Arlene, can you come, can you come up here? Hi. Let's Hi. sit down. Yeah. How are you? Good. How are you? We are here at yeah. Rodney's Oyster yes, House. Yes, we are. Let me ask you a question. How, how did you find the launch? How was the music? How are you doing right now? I'm really good. I thought it was a lot of fun. I think this is a really good venue. It's just kind of open, promotes a lot of conversation, good food, good drinks, good music. When we put out the open call for the, I think you study this stuff. So yeah, yeah. how did you hear about uh, our cover art competition? Because you won and yeah. your stuff is awesome. <laughs> Uh, so it basically started with me volunteering for Riley Advantage because the first event that I went to, Esther was there. And Esther was on or was in your um, first issue. So um, I followed Esther on Instagram and then she had posted something about Perspectives Magazine. I was like, oh, I've never heard of that before, but that's cool. So I followed you guys on Instagram and then just saw your open call post. It was actually, I think I submitted my images the night before it was... Um, do to close you weren't um, the only one yeah i had like thought about it but i was like oh i don't know if i have anything that fits the theme and then i really thought about it i was like well even if you don't have anything that fits the theme if you don't just send pictures in like nothing's gonna happen anyways so i just like went through my photo archives and found pictures that i took in or around calgary that i thought kind of best represented how i feel about the city and what i want everybody to know about the city David, can you reveal how many people submitted to the oh, <laughs> cover design? Shit. Uh, I don't remember. Ten? There's you. There's a couple of artists here. We won't name them. There were two images that were um, painted, and they went all across both covers. MJ's got some beautiful photography, but she's got an article uh, in our piece, so we... Ixnade yours, just in principle. Yeah, we're just like, no, absolutely not. What sure. stood out? Why did you choose the winning submission? Well, um, I think that Arlene's images, first of all, have a great graphical and architectural sort of symmetrical structure. I think that's intentional. Yeah, yeah, totally was. The only reason I think that's because when I told you that you won and I handed it to you, you told me that you actually leave negative space for yeah, purposely for like a title, a header, anything that they'd want to put on a cover. Yeah, that's not how I shoot. So that, <laughs> that's like, that already was a big thing. Uh, and then we saw this image of this beautiful man uh, standing up here with his uh, gorgeous haircut. Um, and, uh, and we just went with that. Um, okay, so maybe I'll ask you this, Arlene. Uh, from a photography, from an art perspective, um, what do you study? How long have you been shooting? And what's your approach in general? I mean, having the intent to shoot in a way that has, um, I don't know, yeah, blank spots for text, uh, you know, that sort of thing. Where, where does that come from? And uh, yeah, talk to me about that. Uh, so basically, I started shooting when I was 11. 
11? Yeah, just before my 12th birthday, my dad came home and he had like this Canon Rebel T3i kit. And so I was like, oh, wow, this is a big camera. <laughs> so I was just playing around with it. And um, my dad and my brother do a lot of water sports. So I'd be sitting on the boat, like taking pictures of them. And it kind of just turned into like a, wow, this is a lot of fun. So from then, I just would go to my school library, get books on photography, on film, um, a big um, like inspiration for photography for me was <laughs> Frida Kahlo. I checked out a book on Frida and was just kind of like fascinated with how cool the idea of being able to save a moment was. Um, and so I, it was a hobby that I never really let die. I'm 19 now and I um, last year decided to to kind of take art more seriously. And so I um, switched from a history major into visual studies at the University of Calgary. And so those classes have kind of helped me learn more design stuff, like graphic design, um, layouts, and volunteering for stuff like Vantage and uh, the Gauntlet at the university just kind of helps me think about those kinds of things. A big thing that I shoot is a lot of landscapes. And it was... Last summer, I was shooting some landscapes, and I kind of just realized everything is a line. And it was kind of cool. Like, if you just have a line in the middle, that's the horizon. But it's a lot more complicated than that because it's an entire, like, place <laughs> that you're in. And so I kind of just took that idea of everything is just a line. And I shoot a lot with that. So if you notice a lot with my work, I'll have, like, a very empty sky and then just the horizon line cutting straight through the middle. And so it just kind of happens to work with graphic layouts and stuff like that for magazines, but it's not intentional while I'm shooting. It's fascinating. Well, I want to say thank you. No problem. Thank uh, you. I hope that... Um on the move forward when we issue the open call for issue three, et cetera, that if you feel up to it, that you can throw more content yeah, at us uh, and we can build uh, some stuff. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks, Arlene. Thank you. Graham's there. Should we talk to Graham? Yeah, let's bring Graham up. Should we talk about blowing into glass? Yes. I, I find it's interesting and to think Emerson about... Emerson wants to join us here again, too, I think. Graham. Hello? Do you want to talk about blowing into glass? Emerson, you're going to have to give that microphone up for a second. Thank you. Hello. Hi, Graham. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Um, good. good. Medium. Yeah, medium. Medium. Yeah. Meh. How did you find today's events? I found it really great, really successful, and really good music, good food, good drinks, and good company, and good artwork. It's just great to see everybody with the same outlook and same mindset. How did you get into glass blowing, and why is it that I met all these musicians and they say that you should be playing a guitar? Well, um, I've always been a creative individual. I've always made things, I've always painted, drawn, enjoyed music passionately, and I've been playing guitar since I was about eight years old, and started with classical, and then saw School of Rock, and Jack Black changed my life. And yeah, I've always just enjoyed working with my hands and building things, making things. Throughout my life, it's, it's always been that. Like, I would skip school to make Halloween costumes, and I would skip school to build Legos, you know? And, like, then after high school, I took two years off, and throughout high school, I would be involved with the arts. And it helped me find who I really wanted to be. I really wanted to be an engineer and an architect, and 
going through high school, I was like, oh, I have to do academic things. I have to, and the best way to bring out my artwork in that is be an engineer, be an architect, or something along those lines. And then took a couple of years off after high school and just worked a bunch of jobs, like different, worked at a record store, worked at a liquor store, worked at a gas station, and the record store was the really big one. It's really impactful. Then one day I was just like, you know what, I'll decide to go to ACAD. And I like art, I've always loved art and making things, so I got my portfolio together in the span of a year and then applied and got in to ACAD in 2015. I didn't know what I was doing, if I was gonna go for painting, if I was gonna go for drawing, sculpture, whatever, and I'd never even thought about glassblowing as a career, as a path, as something that I'd wanna try even. And then ACAD took drawing classes, took a bunch of different classes, decided to sign up for the hot glass course, first year hot glass course, and it's the only one offered in Canada. My instructor, Natalie Rodriguez, who is the president of the International Glass Art Society, which is pretty incredible, she taught me in the first year, and first day I touched the molten material, and it was like, whoa, this is what my life is going to be about now, and it's pretty amazing to find that thing that impacts you so much and makes you see the world differently, you know? Like, it's like coming across, I don't know, as I said in my article, like, music for the first time, it's like a whole other way of seeing things, and I objectively see the world now in a different way, and I take things in in a different way, and I put things out in a different way. I, I interpret reactions and interactions and relationships in such a different way because of the material, which is strange that something like that can impact you that much, but it did. And ever since then, I've kind of been devoting my life to it, in a sense. I, I'll take a break and play guitar every now and then, but... Have you ever thought about making a glass guitar? Yes, entirely. And I've thought about it, and I don't want to. <laughs> I, I want to, but I really don't want to at the same time. It's, I'm worried I wouldn't do it justice, you know? Maybe down the road when I get in line with things. And glass is very different than wood. It can take tension, but it also can't at the same time. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Graham. <laughs> uh, yeah, the article is great. Thank I, you. Uh, I love that we've uh, kind of built that out for that relationship. And um, I don't know. What do you think, Kyle? That's probably good. That's good? <laughs> okay, cool. All right, thanks, Graham. Well, I'm excited for future collaborations. Yeah, brother. If it comes yeah, up. open calls coming out. Okay. Soon. Cool. Thanks, sir. Exciting. Thank you, Thank you guys. Yay. I, I love this because your son is just running around <laughs> and jumping off of furniture. It's great. So this is Jordan Spicer. Nice. Hello. She makes chocolate. Sure do. Kinpod. That's right. I've had five pieces today already. Oh, really? <laughs> it's so happy. They're so good. Thank you. You won an international award. I did. Um, yeah, that was exciting and unexpected. Very unexpected. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and you got to write us a piece uh, in being interviewed by my wife, Helen. Yes, I love Helen. Yeah, I love Helen. I, Helen's the best. I have you too, but yeah. So let's talk about how did you get, I mean, it's in the article, but how did you get into chocolate? Um, I was 14 and I started working for a local chocolate hero. And I fell in love that way and then I went to school for it based on the idea that I would do chocolate art, like sculpting. 
competitively. Mm. Hmm. And then that, I realized that I had no artistic ability and was very technical. And uh, I also loved the idea that I could mix food with social work, whereas mm. generally they're, they're opposite <laughs> ventures. And yeah, that's how, I, that's how I fell in love with it. And you don't like talking about it, but you are in the food industry. I am. In your day job. I have a day job. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How's that going? Misogyny, <laughs> sexual harassment, mm. all the bad words are associated with the food industry I have experienced. What is it about chocolate, though, that continues to inspire you? Like, is there something that you want to evolve yes. into or do you want to keep yes, in chocolates? No, it's definitely an evolving thing. I mean, Bean to Bar is a new thing to our city. Um, introduced primarily by uh, chocolat, but propelled by all these emerging chocolate uh, bean-to-bar people. And there's not a lot of knowledge behind cacao. So it's especially with farming and ethics and social work. So yeah, it's a growing growing thing. And I'm so excited to have it evolve into something that's a staple in our grocery stores. Can you quickly tell me about moth Moth. chocolate? Chocolate was one of my original names for my company and my brand. People thought that I was putting moths in chocolate. So that's. I mean, I'd eat it still, probably. But people were still buying it. <laughs> yes. But I was getting a lot of questions like, "How much protein am I getting from this?" It's so or, weird. Yeah, it's so weird. And people would still want to buy it. I think that's. Were the they free-range moths? That's I my mean, first exactly. question. I was getting questions about how. Were the moths ethically killed? How is it ethically? How is it ethical chocolate that's moth chocolate? Yeah, oh, that's <laughs> the cows willingly gave their milk. It was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so moth chocolate only lasted a little while, and then we s- did the right thing and switched it over. I want to ask questions about, you know, how to make chocolate and how to put it all together. But I, I wonder if maybe we'll leave that for the article. Yeah. But I don't know. What do you think? Is it something that we want to explore from a technical side? I think that people are becoming more and more interested, especially Calgarians, about how chocolate is um, made. And I think for a long time people thought that chocolate was just kind of a liquid substance that you could buy, or a solid substance that you could buy, and that it wasn't actually a fruit, which is insane. Chocolate's a fruit? Chocolate's a fruit. It's a citrus fruit. Hmm... Hmm. Right, I don't have to eat any more apples ever again. Yeah, no, now I want to eat some cacao. Yeah, cacao. What does it taste like before you roast it? Like lemons. Or the, the fruits, the flesh tastes like lemons, but the it tastes very bitter and acidic. The bean, the cacao bean, yeah. Hmm. So it's definitely a seed of a fruit, but still, same thing, salad. It's Fascinating. Salad. Eating chocolate is the same as eating salad. Huh. Yeah, huh. Little did you know. Yeah, that's fascinating. I'm trying to think about putting bitter lemon seeds in my mouth and deciding that if I roast it, it'll be sweet and delicious. Right? That's, I don't know how people came to that conclusion. Food in general I, is fascinating. I mean, I often wonder about that in general because, I mean, how bored were people back in like the 13, 1400s who like even developed beer? Yeah. Right? Let's, let's keep this wheat in water for like a few months and then drink Where it. Where did they get the yeast initially? Like, you know, right? For bread. That everything I'm that wondering about. seafood, like when you see so many of these animals that we consume as seafood, they are frightening. Frightening. Yeah. I mean, we're large here. insects. Yeah, no. If you the look at a lobster, right there. Over each yeah, other. I'm not the one who would have looked at a lobster and thought, you know what? I'm going to eat that. That looks delicious. Yeah, yeah wow. same. I love your chocolate. I, um, 
whenever I buy, because it's, it's not cheap. And no, then I'll, it's not cheap. I'll go to Luke's Drug Mart yeah. and I'll buy a bar and I'll, That's I'll, the I'll most eat it before I get home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She knows. Uh, I don't think your wife is listening, so. No, yeah. she's just, just like, scared of our faces. There's also some like good up-and-coming chocolate makers that have different perspectives than I do on the chocolate Oh, like industry. Calgarian? Yeah. Oh. So I'm the one that primarily focuses on the ethic side of it. And, you know, there's the artisanal side, the I'm going to make it as scientific as possible side, hmm. the art side. So, yeah, I'm kind of, I try and pull from all of those, but primarily uh, advocating for farmers' rights and human rights. Yeah, the part in your article where you talk about that, uh, well, people will have to buy the magazine. That's right, they sh- <laughs> as they should, rightfully should be buying the, buy the magazine. Uh, and the, uh, yeah, the images uh, are fantastic, so I'm, uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks, guys, it was nice to meet you. I'm nice to meet you. How are we doing, Kyle? Cool. What that's, do we uh, think? That's a wrap-up, I think. Yeah, that's probably all the time yeah. we have. And congratulations to you for the launch of issue number two. Thank you. For putting on this phenomenal afternoon. Yeah, for Emerson for being our third host over here. Handmade music was Apparently great. Apparently has great upper body strength for being able to balance up on top of that <laughs> precipitous bench. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a good boy. Well, thanks for hosting. This is why I think that when we do our podcasts, we'll Anybody get else? you a mic. Sure. Yeah, let's talk about that on we'll evolution. I, we're going to... Talk to you about starting recording again soon. I want to talk with my papa. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, that's good. Right. Cool. Uh, Let's wrap it up. Let's go have some clams. Okay. (laughs) Thanks, Scott. Bye. 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 All right. Should we go home? No. Oh. Okay. All right.
Wish I didn't know